Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Jar. My name is Chris, and we're so glad you chose to hang out with us today. How many of you would say that you have ever made an irrational thought in your life? Just raise your hand. Have you ever made an irrational thought in your life? Okay. Those of you on the stream, do the same. Raise your hand if you're on the stream. Um, Put your hands down now. Um, Those that did not raise their hands, what do we call them? Yeah, they're liars. You're a liar. Because every single one of us have made some kind of irrational decision in our life. And I know myself, I have multiple times made some totally kind of just over-the-top irrational decisions. When my wife Jennifer and I uh, first got engaged, I was driving this killer car right here. It's a 1980 Buick Skylark. And when you have a car like that, you can't do much to the outside to make yourself look cool. So what you do is you make what's on the inside look cool. And so what I did was I changed out the stereo system and I put in it a Hitachi system from the 1980s. And I would drive with my system going bump, bump, bump. And I just thought like I was the stuff. And I was love struck with Jennifer. I wanted to see her every single weekend. And one particular week I was going to go see her. But the entire week it had rained cats and dogs so badly that the weather folks were telling us, don't get out on country roads. Because if you do, there is a lot of flooding that's going on. But there was something within me that I was like, but I've got to see Jennifer. And so I started to take off and to head to where she was attending college. And as I was coming down this road, all of a sudden I saw a sign that looked like this. High water. Now at that point, folks, I came to a crossroad. I could either turn the car around and go find a different route, or I could see what the Skylark had in her. Now, anyone want to guess what I did? I went for it. I revved up that engine. I had my Hitachi speaker going, bump, 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 and I'm like, and I take it all the way through the water. And in my mind, it was going to be like evil Knievel, Dukes of Hazard, Fast and the Furious, over the top of the water. And as I revved it up, I went right into the middle and it got stuck and the engine stopped and water started to come inside the car. And all of a sudden, I'm rolling down the window to get out of the car, and I stand up in water this high, all the way to my waist. I go to a farmer, and I ask him, hey, do you have a tractor? He goes, yeah. And I go, well, my car's in the water. He goes, you're an idiot. (laughs) And he comes out there, he pulls me out, and I did not get to see Jennifer that entire weekend. Can anyone relate to ever making an irrational decision? Maybe for some of you, at the beginning of this year, you said, I'm going to eat healthier. 
And you did pretty good the first couple of weeks. And then this last week came and you saw a donut, a powdered donut in a sack. And you could have just taken one donut, but you ate the entire sack. I've done that before. Or maybe for some of you, you're like, I'm going to spend my money more wisely. And you decide to do that. But then all of a sudden you work really hard, but your budget's out of whack. But you want to care for yourself. So you're online and you look and you see some shoes for sale and you tell yourself, I just got to have them. And so you click complete the order and it comes to you even though you don't have the money for that. Why do we do this? Why is it when we do something wrong, we know that we should apologize, but we don't? Why is it when we should take responsibility for something that we do, we actually do the total opposite? Well, the answer, folks, is found in the mind. It's always found in the mind. The problem is, is that sometimes we get our wires crossed. We get them crossed in such a way and we make a decision that is not rational. And when they get crossed, sometimes what we do is we take a car through high water or we eat more donuts than we should or we actually go ahead and buy shoes that we really don't need. But even worse, sometimes what happens when the wires get crossed and we start thinking irrationally, we start listening to the lies of the evil one that we're not who God has called us to be, that we're not enough. And we cross the wires and we start listening to the negative thoughts in our life. And the reality is, is that almost every single battle is either won or lost in the mind. Now, maybe no human being was able to master his thinking more than a guy by the name of Paul. Paul was a guy who wrote close to half of the New Testament and was considered one of Jesus' closest followers. And he fought and he actually won the battle of the mind. One of the few humans that actually was able to fight and win the battle of the mind. And this is what's ironic is that he did this for most of his life in a prison cell. In fact, one day he was in a Roman prison cell and he's writing some words of encouragement to a group of people from Philippi, the Philippians. And it's in present day Greece. And as he's writing to them, he ends his letter by giving some words of encouragement. And here they are. He says this. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. And what's so surprising in this is what he didn't say. He says one final thing. And you would have thought he might have said something like this. I'm hurting. I'm discouraged. I'm all alone. It's sad. Where is God in the midst of me being in prison? But rather, he says, fix your thoughts. If you would, I'd like you to turn to the person beside you. 
and those of you that are on the stream, for you to just be able to say it out loud. But I'd like you to turn to the person beside you. Go ahead, look at them, and tell them, fix your thoughts, okay? Fix your thoughts. Paul says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Here, what Paul is saying is, I've got one final thing that I want to say to you. If you forget everything else, don't forget this. Fix your thoughts on God's truth. Meditate on God's truth. Fix your thoughts on things that are above, not on things that are below. Now, why was Paul so adamant about you and myself fixing our thoughts on God's truth, meditating on things that are above us? Because your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. We talked about this last week, and it's our big idea this morning. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Folks, when a thought comes into your mind, eventually it comes out in your life. When thoughts come into your mind, they eventually come out In your life, you cannot have a positive life if you're going to constantly have negative thoughts. Your thoughts matter so much to you. They matter so much. They're constantly shaping who and what you are. So how do we train our mind? How is it that you train your mind? Well, training your mind is a little bit like training your body. Let's say, for example, that I go to the gym and I start doing some curls. What am I training? I'm training my biceps, right? And you can look at my arm right now and you can notice that it's been a while since these biceps have been trained. Like a long, long time. In fact, both of my uh, girls, they swim. And I, I said, show me your muscles last night. And they both did. They have more muscular arms than I do. They're 12 and 14. It is embarrassing, folks, to look the way that Chris Bunch does. But it's not just about what you do with your body, exercise, run, whatever, But it's also important what you put into your body. You see, for the longest time, I kept thinking I could just run and I would be fine. I just run and run multiple days and I'd be fine. The problem is, is you can't run once you get in your 40s and continue to keep your weight at a certain thing. You have to be careful what you put into your body. I had to balance that of what it is that I eat And what is it that I drink? Folks, the same is true with your mind. It's not just what you do with your mind, but what you put into it. And if you want to have a God-centered, healthy mind, it's not just about what you do with it, but it's about what you put into it. So what I'm trying to do right now is to 
learn how to train my brain to focus on things that are of God, to focus on him, to meditate on his truths. Now, the reality is, is that a lot of Christians don't like the word meditation. A lot of people don't like the word meditation. They think that it's too new agey. For many people, they think that when it comes to meditation, what meditation is, is people doing a lot of chants or putting their fingers like this and going, um, ba, 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 Okay? That is not what meditation is. Meditation is defined this way, and it's one of your fill-ins. To engage in mental exercise, to focus one's thoughts. To engage in mental exercise, to focus on one's thoughts. Folks, meditation did not originate in the New Age movement. Meditation actually originated in the Bible. In Psalm 119.15, it says this. It says, I, and what's the next word? What's the next word? What do you do? Meditate. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I'm focusing my thoughts, God, everything in my mind on you. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. I'm focusing my mind on you. Psalm 143 says this, I meditate. Go ahead, let's say that out loud together. I meditate. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. God, I'm thinking about your goodness. God, I'm thinking about your thoughts. I'm thinking about your truth. I'm thinking about your power. God, I'm thinking about your presence. God, I'm thinking about your words. God, I'm meditating on on you. Now, I am not an expert at this at all, but I've been trying to work at it um, for several months uh, where I've really been trying to focus in on it. And so one of the things that I do when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I get on my knees and I just do this. I have one focused prayer where I say, God, I'm going to surrender my mind, I'm surrendering my ears, I'm surrendering my eyes, I'm surrendering my mouth, I'm surrendering my heart, I'm surrendering my hands, and I'm surrendering my feet to you. And after I do that, which takes about a minute or two, I walk to my man cave, which is my daughter's playroom. And in the midst of a whole bunch of Barbies... And pink everywhere, but it's dark at night, so you can't see all of that. I sit there and I look at this devotion called Moments with the Savior. And I got it for Christmas, so I open it up. And in the midst of that, I just read one scripture. It takes me about two to three minutes. And then after that, I pull out my phone. I set five minutes on it. And I set the clock to go, and I simply ask one phrase, and it's this. God, is there anything that you want to tell me today? God, is there anything that you want to say to me today? And then I just sit there. And sometimes I get some words from God where 
I'll sense him saying, I love you. I'm for you. I'm with you. Trust me. Everything's going to be okay. Other times I'll sit there and a name will come to me. And as I breathe in and as I breathe out and as I relax myself, when the name comes, I'll think of the name, and like this week, the name Michael came to me, and I said, God, would you be with Michael? And I prayed for him, and I prayed for his family. Then I called him later this week, and that's it. Sometimes I sit there for five minutes, and I get absolutely nothing. But it's just five minutes where I'm trying to quiet myself, and then the alarm goes off, and I go on with the rest of my day. And this is what I'm starting to notice. That when I begin early in the morning, just with five minutes, where I'm having this meditation, when I get to my longer prayer time later in the day, I am really focused in on the things of God. I mean, for most of my life, and I still battle it today, I have what I call ADD prayer. Can anyone relate to this? ADD prayer. Okay, this is what ADD prayer is. And I've done this before. I'll start praying, and I'm like in the spirit, and I'm like, oh, yeah, God. God, would you do miracles in my life? Do miracles in our family. God, would you do some miracles in the church? And then pretty soon, all of a sudden, I think, miracle whip. Like miracle whip. And then I'd like a sandwich, and I'd like to have a sandwich that I could eat. And that miracle, and then I look out the window, squirrel. And then I think to myself, I wonder if the squirrel's hungry. I wonder if he wants some Miracle Whip. And then all of a sudden I think to myself, I'm only 30 seconds into this prayer and I'm already lost it. Like what is up with me? But this is what I've noticed. When I start my morning, which is this five minute kind of meditation where I'm trying to focus in on the things of God to train my mind to focus on things above rather than what's here, that my life is different. Folks, I want you to know with all of my heart, I want to focus on what is true. But the problem is, is that my mind wanders. It doesn't always necessarily wander to a squirrel or wander to a sandwich, but it wanders to other things as well. And the number one thing that I found that it wanders to are lies, lies of the evil one, lies that say to me, you're not good enough. You'll never make it. You're a failure. You don't have what it takes. And what I found, though, is that when I begin my day with just this five minutes, I choose to ignore the lies. I'm not going to believe the lies. But what I'm going to do is to embrace and train my mind to believe in the truth. What is true? I'm embracing your truth, God. You know, another way to kind of retrain your mind is to make a daily declaration. That you just make a daily declaration. I shared this with you about six months ago that I was just starting to do it myself, but I've done it almost every single day uh, for the last six months. And I'm telling you, it is a game changer. It's a game changer. And I'm amazed at how my mindset is so different when I make these daily declarations. 
Now, the way you go about a declaration is that you write it down, you think about it, and then you actually say it out loud. You write it, you think it, and then you say it out loud. One that I do almost every single day is this one. I say, God, today I declare that I am going to trust God more than I trust myself. I'm going to trust God more than I trust myself. Because when I go through my day, what typically happens is I start trusting in myself. And then I get overwhelmed and I get anxious. And all of a sudden, I'm not trusting in the one. I'm often tempted to trust in myself more than I am to trust in God. There's another declaration that I do almost every single day, and it's this one. God, today I declare everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. God, everything's going to be okay. Now, this is the truth. There's going to be circumstances that happen at different days. They're not going to be okay. They're going to be difficult. They're going to be hard. But I remind myself by declaring everything's going to be okay. Why? Because God is with me. God is for me. God will never leave me. And so, therefore, everything is going to be okay. So... This week, I want to challenge you to meditate, and then secondly, to make a declaration. It doesn't have to be something long, but something very short that will focus on you. Let me give you a couple examples. Maybe for some of you, you are a hostage to your fears. You lay awake at night, fearful and worrying and fretting about so many things. Well, maybe what you need to do is write something down and think it and then say it. And maybe for you, it would look like this. I will not fear because God is with me. I cast my cares onto him because he cares for me. If you're struggling with fear, this might be one. For some of you, you should take a picture of this screen right now. Or if you're on this stream, just take a screenshot of that. This is what you need. Maybe for others of you, it's a lack of confidence. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not measuring up. I can't make a difference. I don't have what it takes. What are you going to do? You're going to write it. You're going to think it. And then you're actually going to say it. You might be, it may look like this. My confidence is in Christ and Christ alone. Because his spirit lives in me, I can do everything that he calls me to do. Now listen, if you choose to do this, I'm telling you, you're going to feel kind of foolish at the beginning. When I first started doing this six months ago, I was not believing what I was writing. I was like, I really don't trust God, but I'm saying I'm going to trust God more than I trust myself. I don't think everything's okay. Everything's a mess right now. No, no, no. Eventually, you do it over and over again, and what happens is you renew your mind. You renew it in such a way that you have different pathways now that are going in your brain. And what happens is, folks, then all of a sudden, the wires aren't getting crossed, but you're able to build your life on something that is greater than that stinking thinking, those lies that you've had before. Folks, if you want to get over the lies that you've had in your life, then you've got to build your life and retrain your mind. 
Because your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And what comes into your mind eventually comes out of your life. So if you want to have a positive life, then you've got to stop the negative thoughts. And you can do this. You can change the way that you think. So this week, I want to challenge you to begin to build your life on something new. And the way you build it is not, oh, a whole bunch of Bible and prayer and I'm overwhelmed. No, just five minutes where you're going to start meditating on things that are above rather than things that are present. You're going to meditate on those things. And then you're going to build your life by making a declaration where you say, I'm going to think it, I'm going to write it, and I'm going to say it. I'm going to write it, I'm going to think it, I'm going to say it. And you start filling your mind with something that is greater than the lies of the evil one. So, this week, when thoughts come into your mind, you say, I'm going to capture every thought and I'm going to make it obey Jesus Christ. And you'll start listening to the declarations of what God says about you rather than the lies of your life. So right now, we're going to bring the lights down and give you a moment as we pray together. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for giving us the power to renew our minds. That we are able, through you, to have a different way that we think and that we can retrain our minds. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would come and you would move in this place. Now, maybe you're sitting there right now or you're on the stream right now and you're thinking to yourself, Chris, I need help with that. In fact, you're saying, God, I need help to renew my mind. I can't do it on my own. I've been trying. I can't. I need help to renew my mind. My thoughts, my thinking just get so overwhelmed and out of whack. I start putting myself down. I have this negative self-talk. But today, God, would you help me to renew my mind? And if you would like that help, if you would be able to say, I need that in my life, with every eye closed, no one looking around, would you just do a bold thing and just raise your hand and say, God, I need you to renew my mind. Those of you on this stream right now, that you would actually just type in, God, renew my mind. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for the courage it takes to say that my thinking is out of whack and I need you to renew my mind. I need your help, God, to set my thoughts free. I pray right now for each hand that's raised, each person who's typed something into the chat that they would be reminded that you are with them, that you're going to help them to build their life anew and their mind in a fresh way. God, help us to focus our minds, to meditate on you, to declare 
a declaration each day that our thoughts will be on you, on your power, your truth, who you say we are. And I pray this right now in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. You can put your hands down. Now, with everyone kind of looking up here just for a second, everyone in the balcony, everyone down here, everyone on the stream. The problem is, is that there's some of you who for far too long have been believing a spiritual lie. A spiritual lie in your mind. What is that lie? God doesn't care for me. There's no way that God could love me. There's no way that God could forgive me. Let me tell you something about God. At the essence of who He is, God is love. He loves us no matter what. And He loved you so much that He sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to earth, who then went to a cross and died for all of your sins so that you could be made whole and you would not have to carry sins anymore. And he, three days later, he said, I will come back from the grave. And when he came back from the grave, he said, now I give you new life. And he says that anyone, and that includes you, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That you'll be made new, you'll be made fresh, you'll have a new mind, new thoughts, new thinking, not stinking thinking. And today, if you want to do that, if you want to say, Jesus, I need you in my life. Maybe for some of you, you're recommitting. My thinking's been out of whack. Jesus, I need you to renew me. I want your grace. I want your love. I want your presence in my life. Then I'm going to invite you in a prayer. And it's not a prayer that you pray by yourself. But it's a prayer that we pray together in community. And I invite you right now to just close your eyes. And if you feel comfortable, to repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Make me brand new. Transform me. Renew my mind. Fill me with your spirit. I believe you died and rose again so that I could live with you. My life is not my own. I give it to you. Build my life on you and you alone. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every praise we could ever bring. We live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one.
It's not the black box like in an airplane, okay? It's just a black box that you can put those in, and uh, I'll be able to celebrate and encourage you and pray for you 